0: All right, so we're back for episode number two. You got Coach Zan on the mic along with...
1: Coach Morgan. And Coach Kristen.
0: Champagne. Champagne. <laughs> it's not even my last give-
1: name yet.
0: That's okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, Sorry. we're going to have to give a little background story as to why we call you Champagne. I know. But we'll, we'll get into that. Well, we have two Kristens on the team. We had to.
2: <laughs> it was necessary
0: yes but um, you can't even say
2: kristen c either because they're both i kristen know c.
0: gosh <laughs> sorry. even
2: after you get married i know yeah. my maiden name
1: yeah. and my what married you know, name I'm
0: okay. kidding. sorry <laughs> you, you're lucky i didn't catch that ahead of time so maybe i wouldn't have hired you you know it's just too confusing i'm <laughs> <mean>. i'm kidding <laughs> you should have Dill seen breaker. her face
1: actually well whenever she got hired I was like I would love to be a coach for them and actually I like remember when she got hired I was like oh no and I was like okay it's just a name chill out you're
0: fine but yeah <laughs> that's it's okay funny. it's okay you're here that's all that matters exactly I did it <laughs> So before we dive into this episode, if you are new here, we're the Habit team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com. That's Habit with a Y to request more info. So, today, like we had said, you got Coach Champagne and Coach Morgan on the mic, and we're going to be covering their, you know, macro journeys. We kind of like to do this with any of the new coaches on the team, just so our audience and our clients can get to know you guys a little bit more. Um, you know, there's only so much we can show on Instagram and Instagram stories. So, we'll dive into all the nitty-gritty details um, on this episode. So... Um, Basically, before we dive in, um, I always like to start with a little icebreaker, and the one that I thought of today, I feel like I might have done this one before, but it's okay. So, um, if you guys could live anywhere else in the world, where would it be? How about you, Coach Champagne?
1: Um, I, I think I would do, like, Switzerland, just because... I love the mountains. It's one of my favorites. Um, I've never been, but I've heard it's so beautiful. Um, the Swiss Alps are just amazing. I think that would be super cool. And I think I would do that. It would just need to be a little cheaper because apparently Switzerland is like insanely pricey. Yeah, it's like the most expensive country.
0: <laughs> so, but, Is
1: it? Yeah.
0: I didn't yeah. think I knew that because I thought they had the cheapest like healthcare. care. Is that true, or am I making that? Am I making that up?
2: Probably because their taxes are so high. Uh-uh. I think that's how it goes.
0: Got it. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: uh, I might be wrong on that though, but it's something like that. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Well, it's okay. We're experts on yeah. macros, not like geography, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Of <laughs> course. Uh, Morgan, what about you?
2: Um, I kind of have the same answer, but on mine. I haven't been anywhere outside of the U.S. except for Mexico, so my first answer would be like Florida or Hawaii, just because both of those states are so beautiful, and there's a beach, and great weather, it's always warm, that kind of thing. So I'm kind of the opposite of you, uh, Kristen. And I like warm weather and beaches, but um, I also love the mountains too, but um, outside of the U.S., I'd probably do Ireland. I have never been, and its I feel like it's kind of like Switzerland maybe, I don't know, um, <laughs> just because my husband has a uh, family in Ireland, and so we're definitely going to go visit sometime, but um, then maybe that'll really make me want to go there, or live there, or not, I don't know, but definitely want to visit, for sure. Wait, that's so
1: Didn't funny. you just go there? Kristen? Yeah, I'm literally drinking yeah. out of an Ireland mug, it was so cool, oh, I was yeah,
0: like, I oh my gosh,
1: um, yeah, I went to Dublin for a day <laughs> over St. Patrick's Day, um, oh
0: my god! Perfect day. It was amazing. Yeah. It
1: was so oh. fun. I highly suggest. Cool. cool.
0: Were you just like sweating no, w- out beer the next day?
1: <laughs> okay, I'm not really a beer girly. I tried. Okay. Um That's fair. But not not beer. But we had fun. <laughs> 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 it
0: was it was. A I was blast. Gonna say, yeah, I that's definitely on my bucket list, and to go to New Orleans during Mardi Gras, like that seems like one hell of a party. Uh huh.
1: So. Uh-huh. You gotta for be her. careful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard stories, uh-huh. but still want to experience it nonetheless. Oh yeah,
1: for
2: sure. For, yeah.
0: Um, I'm kind of in Morgan's boat. So I am such a baby when it comes to cold. Like I will literally never live anywhere that it's cold. Hence why I am in San Diego. So, uh, I would probably choose Florida simply because of the weather. And I would probably pick Miami because it's fun. And um, yeah, so that's probably the uh, only other place that I would live. But I'm here to tell you, I am born and raised Cali girl, and I probably will never leave because I love it here. So, <laughs> <It's fair. laughs> but yeah, just I can't wait to, to actually see question. San Diego. In- I know yeah. you guys are coming in two weeks. How surreal is that?
1: I'm so excited.
2: It's crazy that oh it's already God. here. I can't, yeah, I I'm know. Pumped. Can't wait. It's gonna. Be I'm so hoping
0: fun. so. The whole like May gray, June gloom is in full effect right now. So I'm really hoping we have like outstanding weather when you guys come. I mean, it'll be warm, but I'm just hoping it's not overcast since we have a boat day planned, which is gonna be so fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then. I know. I'm so excited. And then everyone's going to get so annoyed by all of our Instagram stories, but it's okay. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) That's fine. Yes. yes. Um, Okay. So let's dive in. Let's get to know you guys a little bit more. So first off, just start off, you know, the simple things like where you guys are from, give a little background um, of where you grew up, how you grew up, like maybe even talking about like how health and nutrition was talked in your household growing up and then, um, yeah, just go from there. So Morgan, why don't you go ahead and start?
2: Um, I'm originally from Hooker, Oklahoma, which is a very small town in like rural Oklahoma in the Panhandle. Um, Grew up... But the, it, like I think the town size is like maybe close to two thousand. Um, graduated with like thirty five people, so super oh small God. town. Whoa. Yeah, that's cra- I had teeny, two thousand
0: people in my graduating class. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. That,
2: Dang, yeah, wow. it was like so small. Um, and then like all the towns around it were pretty small too. The like I didn't ever experience like Starbucks or anything like that till I went to college. So, well, I mean, I had, like, experienced it whenever we'd go, like, on vacation or whatever, or go to Oklahoma City, um, but, like, actually, like, be able just to, like, go go over to Starbucks and get a drink, I didn't do that. But, um, yeah, so super small town. Um, so I, I loved it. I loved growing up in a small town, knew everybody um, since, like, we were a little bitty, played every sport, pretty athletic growing up. Um, that was just kind of the thing to do. That was really the only thing to do. Um But I tried to be, like, involved in other stuff, too, but uh, sports was, like, the main thing. Um, I grew up in a big family. I have three brothers and three sisters. Um, Two of those brothers and two of those sisters are step-siblings, so we are a blended family, but a very large family. Um, And then I went to college at WT. West Texas A&M in Canyon, Texas, Um, loved it there, another panhandle of Texas, so um, kind of the same vibe, but just a little bit bigger, Um, but we had Amarillo really close, so that was nice, Um, and I studied accounting, I guess I'll kind of get into all of that later, but um, accounting was okay, wasn't the thing that I truly (laughs) loved or was passionate about, but um, got me through school, great job security, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, growing up, the health and fitness thing, it was um, it was definitely a part of my life. My stepmom was very, like, um, she really made sure like, we ate a well-rounded like, diet. All of us kids um, didn't buy just a whole lot of junk food, like, ever. Um, so I didn't really get a lot of that until I, like, went to my grandma's house or something like that, um, which was great and I really appreciate that um in the way that she kind of like grocery shopped and did all of that she also made sure to always she like went on walks all the time my dad lifted so um it was like well taught I guess in in my house um and then like going like uh, holidays and things like that that was whenever we would all eat a ton and have like a bunch of junk food all of that so I kind of got like both Like we all did like the family gatherings with all the food and all the drinks and stuff like that. And then also my parents were very, um, you know, conscientious of like what they were feeding us and what we were having for like dinner and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just, I guess the gist of growing up, it was pretty normal and good. I, it was, I learned a lot with my stepmom kind of showing us the way on the health and nutrition part.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you had a really good example growing up in your household. Yeah. 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 You're lucky. Not everyone has that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Champagne, what about you?
1: Yeah. So um, I grew up in the suburbs of Houston, Texas. So close to a city out in the suburbs, um, lived there my entire life. I... My family was always super active. Um, I played sports growing up. I danced. I kind of did anything under the sun. My parents just threw me in. Um, And I really liked that. I thrived off of being in like a team sport aspect uh, and staying busy. I think that was really good. My sister played sports. Both my parents are pretty athletic. So it was just kind of a natural progression for us. Um, But nutrition and food was, like, never really a topic, in all honesty. Uh, If I think back to what I ate when I was growing up, it's probably all tan. Um, We, I don't know, Eggo waffles, like, were my breakfast growing up every morning. Fries, (laughs) I'm, fries, <laughs> no, like actually it all tan, yes. um, I
0: was like, What do you mean? it's all tan, oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if that I <laughs> totally got what you meant like, like a- the, like, actual oh, yeah. the fries? color the color, yeah. um yeah,
1: like uh like pasta, bread, yeah. um in anything like that, if it had color, I liked fruit, but if it had color, I probably wasn't eating it, um, which is just kind of funny, but i was so so tiny but I think it's just because I was constantly just like on the run and I didn't really think about food um I don't know it just wasn't a topic of conversation around my family because we were always on the go so it was kind of like quick things in and out um my dad and I grew up going on walks a lot we have a lake kind of by us and we would do a three mile loop a decent amount of the nights, which was fun. It was just kind of like our, our dad-daughter time to talk and catch up um, and uninterrupted, which I really appreciated that. So we didn't really have the nutrition side, but we definitely had the active side. Um, that was fun. And then I went to college at Texas A&M, so um, in College Station, where um, our lovely Coach Mary is. That's That was a fun connection to make. Um, yes. but you guys went,
0: did you guys just meet up, uh, like for lunch or did you guys go to a game together? So
1: I went to a game and I texted her okay. I was like, Hey, I'm going to be in college station. Like I would love to meet you in person. So we went to Starbucks and actually we had literally the worst Starbucks experience in our oh entire no. life. They, it was a really big game at A&M and I guess everyone put in mobile orders. And so if you went if you went up to the counter, we waited for, like, 45 minutes for our drinks, and we kept saying, like, did y'all forget about them? And they're like, no, they just haven't come out yet because, like, all the mobile orders. It was actually really horrendous, but it's okay. Um, the company was great. Uh, it was interesting. But, no, I I loved AM. I kind of lost myself a little bit there. That's when I gained a lot of um, – like my weight, and I'll kind of touch on this later, but that was kind of when things with my health started plummeting um, and ultimately led me to here, but that's a little bit of kind of my growing up, and then what's eventually leading me here.
0: Isn't it crazy that, like, the times that we grew up, you know, diet culture was really prevalent more so with our parents. And you know that's kind of when all those like f- diet fads were coming out, and I just remember being in high school, never once thinking about like the type of food I'm eating, like how much I weigh, and like nothing. And nowadays, these children, you know, adolescents are just being bombarded with it, and it just it's just crazy how much like a decade or two can change, and so. Truly, like, I think about all the times how fortunate I am because that's typically the onset of eating disorders or disordered eating in general. And so, you know, the fact that we all grew up in, like, households like we did, I mean, we are super fortunate. Even though we went through our own struggles later in life, you know, I mean, what a disservice it is for all these kind of young teens to be going through what they're going through. I I just think about that all the time. <laughs> Um,
2: me too I like kind of like Kristen I grew up and was just never really struggled with weight either and it was just kind of one of those things where you just move like being in every sport I was at practice doing two practices a day that kind of thing and it just never was a thing and we never talked about our weight really no one compared to each other and I don't know just weird times the
0: practice thing I think back, I'm like, how the hell did I go to school all day, immediately go to soccer practice? Because I played soccer for both my high school and a club team. So I would go to soccer practice for high school and then immediately go to my club soccer practice. So I'm practicing four to five hours and then do my homework, go to bed, be totally fine. I'm like Walk I would be on down. my ass today. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just turned 30. That is not in my wheelhouse anymore. <laughs> but isn't it crazy? Like the energy um, that we yes. have. <laughs> it's a shame. And it was, be- yeah. but it know. was because we were probably eating, you know, properly where kids nowadays may not be, and that's like the sad part because they could be, you know, not doing so well in school in sports because of it. So, right. yeah. But the energy we had, man, I miss that. I know. <laughs> Same.
1: I don't know, how I, I don't know how we did it.
2: Me either, at I all. either. I remember there's just something different about, like, younger kids. They just – it's just easy. Like, just more energy. I don't know yeah. where we lose that or what happens. I guess getting a job. I don't know. Life. But yeah. More responsibility. Yes, yeah. life.
1: <laughs> yep. I remember my family used to grow up skiing, and – Every day after we got off the mountain, I would beg my dad to go to the pool with me and he would go like wouldn't question it would go. And then when I went skiing for the first time two years ago, like after being out of college, I got off the mountain and I was like, The last thing I want to do is go swim. Like, how did I do this? And how did he do that for me? Like, obviously, he was
0: just being a good parent. But I was like,
1: Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how I did that. What a good dad.
0: If you told him that now, he'd be like, yeah, you're welcome because I was dying. I did. I did.
1: He was (laughs) like, you just do it.
0: And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Well, going into the next question, you know, kind of diving a little bit more into your macro journey, you know, what led you to seek out macros? Did you guys try anything else prior to discovering macros? And, um, you know, kind of what was your breaking point that made you realize, okay, like macros really are the answer for me instead of all these other fad diets? Um, Champagne, you can start.
1: Yeah. So kind of what I was talking about before when I went to college, that was when um, I really noticed the decline. You know, kind of like Zan, you were saying earlier, you think back and you just can't think about how you thought about food when you were younger. Like it just, those thoughts weren't there. When I got to college, I remember when I realized I'd gained all this weight, I was like, well, just do what you did growing up. And I literally couldn't think of what I did when I grew up. Um, so I just had to start learning. Um and there's so much noise in the nutrition like realm and that was I, I turned to social media for it and or like Pinterest and that's when you saw like twelve hundred calories move, like I just I just remember trying to eat so little. And that just didn't work. I would yo-yo. I would lose five pounds, gain it, lose it, gain it. And it just wasn't working. So then I tried like uh, paleo things and gluten-free things and all these healthy alternatives that I thought were healthy. But again, it just was yo-yoing. And all these, these labels that have healthy or natural, I thought that that would just make me lose weight and it just didn't. It was just a constant up and down, up and down, up and down, Uh, and I just, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't, it was just so frustrating to me, Um, and then I graduated college, and after that, actually in 2020, I started Madeline Moves, and I was going to do tighter together, and that was the first introduction to macros. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm just going to give it a shot, whatever. Um, And it worked. I mean, my macros were pretty low, but it worked. And um, I didn't feel like I was starving myself. I felt like I was actually fueling myself. Um, And that kind of just started the the realization that was like, oh, okay. Like, we can do this. This is sustainable. I haven't yo-yoed. I'm still living my normal life um so I guess that the breaking point was noth- five six years of nothing working and then my aha moment was like okay I've already lasted longer than so many other things that I've tried and I'm still progressing um and I wasn't burnt out which I got burnt out on a lot of other things because when you tell yourself you can't eat any sweets well you're gonna find yourself at 10 p.m. one night eating an entire pint of ice cream like you can only white knuckle for so long before you absolutely break and I finally wasn't having those episodes anymore so that was kind of what led me there
0: Morgan, before we dive into your um, kind of background, I was going to ask you, Champagne, how did you feel like, just because I relate a lot to your story in terms of, you know, gaining a ton of weight in college and not being able to get it off or like losing that weight, gaining it right back, how did you feel like your environment impacted you and how did you feel like you know, around all the other girls in college who might have been thinner than you or could, you know, there's those girls that you, I would see they could still eat whatever the hell they wanted and they were so thin and I'm over here gaining 40 pounds. (laughs) So how do you feel like that impacted you? Just because I feel like a lot of our clients, like, do struggle with their current environment and so it would be nice to hear, like, your standpoint.
1: Yeah. Um, I had so much social anxiety, so much because I was constantly comparing myself to other girls and watching their every move of, at a party like what are they doing what are they eating what are they not eating look at how confident they are look at how smaller, like how much smaller they are than me um so I felt like crap um I am a pretty, like, bubbly person, and I just wanted to say no to everything and be in my room all the time. So, I mean, comparison was big, big, and really detrimental. That took a long time for me to kind of get over. Uh, It was was horrible, and I feel like it manifested in me being so self-conscious that I just didn't want to be around people, which is really sad to think about, but... It's just how it played out.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what some people go through in order to lose weight. They feel like they have to avoid every single social situation, and that's one thing that I know I do with my clients. I know you two do it with your clients. We tell, we encourage our clients. We're like, no, go out to dinner, go out, party if you want, drink whatever, because we want to teach you to navigate these situations so that you don't feel like you have to isolate yourself from them. And so I think that's um, really important to drive in is that macros really do give you that freedom. And I'm sure every single one of us experienced that at some point. Yeah. So Morgan, what about you? What led you to kind of um, seek out macros? And was there anything else that you had tried that just didn't work for you? Yes, um, so
2: <laughs> I kind of had the same experience with gaining weight in college. Um, like I said, in high school, never had a problem with weight gain, was always pretty petite just as a person growing up since I was little. Um, and then getting into college, I didn't play any sports. So I went from being like in four or five sports throughout the year to being in none. And so, um, and then I you know, kind of ate the same, didn't really understand okay well your movement's changing now nutrition's going to be a bigger part that kind of stuff um and so I don't really know like how much weight I technically gained whatever like the freshman 15 or not um but I just didn't feel good and I knew that I had gained weight like I could tell in my face and everything my legs but all that um just felt like just not my best and um it was after my freshman year of college. I went back to Dumas, Texas, which is where my um, aunt's and my grandma lives. And um, one of my cousins, who was my roommate, she's from there, so that's that's the aunt I'm talking about. She, um, we all started to do this program, and I can't even remember the name of it, but it was um, weightlifting and also like just counting calories. It wasn't macros; it was just calories. And so the weightlifting part was great. We'd go to this class and do like leg days and arm days and that kind of thing. But the calorie restriction was insane. I was eating a thousand calories. And I think about that now and I don't know how the heck I survived that summer. That's so low. And um, it's funny to think about now because I remember that summer I didn't sleep very well. Like I remember struggling with falling asleep every single night for like almost three months probably. Um, and I lost weight, of course, uh, but it was miserable. And my aunt who, you know, at the time, I don't want to just call her out, but she was like late 40s, early 50s probably. And she was eating a thousand calories. And my cousin was eating a thousand. We were all the same amount and no one really understood the nutrition part at all. And it was just the people that was putting on the, that were putting on the um, fitness class, that kind of thing. Anyways, did that for a while, lost that weight. And um, felt better about myself, of course, but um, as soon as school started back up, came back on like that, no problem, super fast, Um, and that, because I just kind of yo-yoed with that for a while, where you'd lose some weight, gain it back, lose it, gain it back, that kind of thing. I had continued to, like, lift weights constantly, I've always lifted weights, Um, But also struggled with like uh, going to the cafeteria or something like that to go get lunch and seeing, you know, girls that were on like the track team or uh, the basketball team or something just like walk by. And I was like, gosh, they're so fit. And I'm like, why don't I remember being like that? And what happened? Like, this is not not fair, you know. And I am think I at the time wasn't thinking I was like, Morgan, they go to practice and Run and do all sorts of stuff. They probably have a nutrition coach to help with that kind of stuff. I don't know. Anyway, um, and I was constantly comparing myself to them, and then just to other girls that had, you know, just a smaller um, body and frame than I did. And uh, it was hard. It like just throughout basically my whole sophomore year. I think I struggled with the yo-yo thing. Then junior year, I had a um, internship. And one of my coworkers, she told me about macros, and I was like, "What?" You know, I had never heard about them before, ever. And so she was telling me all about it and how great it was. Um, and I told her like, oh, "I've kind of calories before, but not macros." And she kind of explained it. So then I went and like researched it myself and kind of like learned a little bit about it. Um, and then at the time, being a college student, I just couldn't afford to like hire a coach or do anything like that. Um, and so I just researched the heck out of it and uh, kind of made my own plan, tried to get more protein in. That's what I focused on at first. And so going into like, I think my senior year um, or the end of it, something like that, I don't know. Um, I figured out like, okay, protein, like eating more protein, My car- I don't know really what my carbs or fats were probably, but I was kind of doing the thing where you track protein and then calories. Um, and that's whenever like my weight just like started to fall off. It was crazy. And, um, I still like lifted weights, did some HIIT workouts, got my cardio up. And, uh, I started to have people like notice it like at intramural, like games and stuff like that. You know, I, I remember this one guy was like, Morgan, have you lost weight? You look great. And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I actually have. I can't believe it's yeah. really working. This is awesome. And I was feeling good. I was actually eating, which was fantastic. Um, And so that's kind of whenever I first discovered it. And then after I graduated college, I really like got into it and, um, did like a 30 day challenge, kind of like you, um, champagne. I did like, I did the I heart macros one where it's the 30 days, kind of the same thing as tighter together. Um, did that lost even more weight and really like got into like the macro counting and how it worked and all of that. So, um, that's basically how my kind of diet history has been. It was, Mm -hmm. rough at first the thousand calories i truly don't know how i survived that summer
0: (laughs) i really hope that program got some backlash or it like no longer exists because that's insane right yeah it's not the first time we've heard that though like what the hell yeah i mean i don't know baby should be eating a thousand calories right and they have your aunt who's late 40s eating that much too
2: she was like probably going it's too much information for my aunt. I hope she doesn't hate that I'm saying this, but, um, she's probably going through like almost like pre-menopause kind Mm -hmm. of thing and only eating a thousand calories and then working her butt off at the, Mm -hmm. you know, workouts, classes and things like that. And there was, you know, most of the women that went, they were older too. Like I was like the only, me and my cousin were like the only college kids. It was all older, older ladies that were from that town, um, that were working out and doing it. And I'm just like,
0: it just goes to calories. show how like when you're just tracking calories or doing a program like that, they don't take into consideration the individual at all because you guys are all different right. ages. You should be eating mm-hmm. all differently. And clearly it was just like a one-stop yes. shop for every person. So, yep. yeah, really, yeah. whoever you guys are out there, I hope you don't exist <gasps> anymore. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, Surely but not. When, I don't even know. One interesting thing I do find about your background, Morgan, is the fact that you were weightlifting in college. Mm -hmm. You um, don't hear that very often, and especially for someone like you picked it up kind of on your own, like you weren't a part of a sport or anything. I mean, you go to college, I mean, essentially my experience, every single female is doing cardio, and, you know, it's that whole stigma of like, oh, you lift weights, you're going to get bulky. And so, um, tell us like how, I don't know, like why did you have such a different perspective? Cause I'm sure there were a ton of other girls in college around you who were not doing that. And so, um, yeah, how did you navigate through that?
2: Well, I think mainly it was from, you know, growing up doing sports, um, being in like basketball, um, we had like a weightlifting day. Like I think we lifted weights like two or three times a week, um, during basketball season, uh, so I kind of knew like the basics, I knew, you know, how to squat, how to like bench press, all of that. Um, and I also just hate cardio so much. I ran track, but I absolutely hated it. Like it sucked. And so I never was that girl that was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go run on the treadmill for 30 minutes. I was like, oh, I'll do it like 10 minutes, but that's it. I despise cardio to this day, but, uh, I, or cardio like running on a treadmill mainly. Uh, but yeah, I, I think another thing is also my cousin, Haley, who is just a year older than me. Um, we kind of had each other. So we would always uh, lift weights together. We'd go before class, um, after class if we needed to, just kind of would make sure each other's schedules worked out and we would go together. I don't know if I ever lifted by myself during college. I always had her to lift with me um, and we were best friends. That's the greatest thing that was at college for me it was my best friend who was also my cousin and we lived together and so it was really nice and we always kind of kept each other accountable on that and um yeah I just didn't yeah. like cardio so it's like weightlifting. That's, it is that's <laughs> I enjoyed awesome
0: it, so I was one of those girls, I was scared shitless of the gym and weights, you know, at that time. I mean, you're lucky in the sense that you guys lifted weights with basketball, but soccer, all you do is run. So all I ever knew was to run, and that was all I would ever Mm do. Um, And like the saddest part too is it's the gym can be so intimidating especially if with how self-conscious you are you know at that time i remember like mm-hmm. i mean i went to USC everyone is freaking gorgeous left and right and i was so self-conscious that i would not go to the school gym i literally went and joined like a i think it was a gold's gym that was in downtown LA because i couldn't fathom working out in front of other students and just how sad is that right like you want Mm -hmm. to go to the gym to get healthier but you're too afraid and too self-conscious too and so like yeah, it's just I look back and I'm just like, oh my god, it's crazy. Like if I looked the way I did now back then, I'd be in the gym like showing off to all the guys.
1: <laughs> I did the same For thing. Sure, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, I did the same thing. You I know. did not go to our we call it the rec center. I did not go there because same i was like i'm not going to be around other people working out and i joined i actually joined a gym that had its own like women's room which was really cool um and i like kind of dabbled in weights there but i didn't really i wasn't eating enough to like see anything um and i was definitely out eating whatever i was doing so i like did it for a month and then i stopped but i utilized that room a lot and i mean like I think it's so I, – I think back to that and, like, it's so sad that I had to do that, but I'm also really thankful I had that place um, mm-hmm. because there's no way you would have caught me dead in our rec center. There's just yeah. not happening.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of mine, too, is that – I think, like, the part of, like, being an athlete, like, just growing up and then not doing it in college, that was kind of, like, what still, like, kept me connected kind of – um, with being an athlete is being in the um, the gym and lifting weights and feeling athletic and strong. Um, and I don't think I ever wanted to let that go. I still don't think I have i that's I just love it and I've always been so interested in fitness and um, and I love sports. so I think that's kind of another thing that really kept me there and um, yeah it it was always super packed in our gym too and it was wild and there's always ton of guys there telling all you the like, directing your form and oh, i was like god <laughs> please just stare out of here like, yes. like stop looking yeah. mind
1: your own business <laughs> yeah, jesus yeah.
2: right um <laughs> they all think they know what they're doing and i'm like
1: it's so incredibly no. uncomfortable mind your business <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. way i think Is also because really? zan you played soccer so y'all had like a at least y'all kind of had a structured ish workout where i was a dancer so our workouts were like running our dances full out and so when I didn't have that and I I I didn't even know where to begin because it's not like you just like whoop out a routine and that's how you work out um so I like really turned to group fitness because I had no idea how to work out on my own um so that was like also a navigating kind of thing for me I just didn't even know where to start so it's just yeah interesting
0: I know. So you had mentioned at the beginning, Morgan, that you went to school for accounting. Clearly, you're not in accounting anymore. But I love that I had both of you guys on the same episode because you both come from a completely different background in terms of careers. And fast forward, now you guys are both a coach for The Habit. So um, what kind of, you know, led you? To, I mean, I know how passionate you guys are now about health and fitness and macros, but that's like a huge leap to leave the career that you guys had worked years and years on to come join The Habit. And so what led you to that decision and why The Habit? Get me to go first? You can go first Morgan, <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay.
2: Um, Yeah, so I kind of touched on this earlier with uh, going to WT, getting my degree in accounting. It was really funny because it was about probably my junior year of college that I was at the point where I was like, this isn't great, which is really sad because um, I had picked this major and I had done really well in my classes. I made good grades, um, got it down pretty easily. And uh, when I first went to college, it was, uh, you know, they sit you down like at oh gosh, I can't even remember what it's called, but whenever you're first signing up for your classes, like in the summer, as uh, you know, just after you graduate, um, they're like, okay, what major do you want to do? Like, what do you want to major in? And I had no idea. And my dad my little brother were there and my dad was like, oh, maybe like business. And I was like, sure. And so I did business for a while and then just did like the core classes, that kind of thing. And then had a teacher that was like, I think you would be really good in accounting. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I did accounting and uh, she was really nice and I love that teacher and she became my advisor. And um, I think that's honestly why I chose accounting. Um, and then once I really got into it and figuring it out, I was just like, oh, I don't love this. And so that's the thing. It's just I have no passion for it, really. Um, but as a junior in college and with how expensive college was, I wasn't about to change my major randomly and then have to go for you know, two more years or something. Uh, so I kind of just stuck it out. And then I also didn't know what else I would do. Um, so finished that up after four years and then got a job in a tax uh, firm right after college. Um, I didn't even have to like interview for it. It was literally like landed in my lap. Someone uh, recommended me for the job and I got it. Um, and it was in Canyon, Texas. So it was literally like two minutes away from my house. Everything was great about it, except I actually hated taxes so much. (laughs) And so, um, that, yeah, the drive, the commute, all that stuff, the people, they were great. But, um, the actual job itself was so awful. And, um, I made it like eight months there and then, uh, decided I wanted to move back to Oklahoma to be closer to my family. Um, and just to have a change. I was tired of being in Canyon. Um, and so moved there and, um, my, husband, he is from Texoma, Oklahoma, which is like 40 miles from Hooker. So we knew each other like growing up and stuff. Um, And then he had recently like moved to Oklahoma City at the time that I did. So then we started dating and um, he's very athletic and grew up playing sports. So we both kind of had that background, both love fitness, that kind of thing. And in between my time of whenever I quit my job in Canyon and looking for a new job in Oklahoma City, I started Um, really getting interested in trying to switch my career of accounting to like some kind of fitness thing I just didn't really know what it would be didn't know what to do um but flash forward I went to Oklahoma City my life completely changed started dating a guy and then also got a new job at a wealth management firm um which was still accounting but not like the tax part which was pleasantly good like it was fine um didn't hate it as much. And so, uh, it was good for about three years. And then I finally just one day was sitting in my office working on something. And I was like, I cannot do this for like 40 more years. This sound, this is so miserable. I hate it. And I feel bad saying I hate it, but it just wasn't good. Like I couldn't see myself doing it. And so I like thought of like what I would do. I'm like, well, what do you want to do then instead of accounting? Um, and I was like, what's something that you think about all the time? And I was like, it's nutrition, it's nutrition. And so I looked up precision nutrition, um, looked up how much it was to get the certification and just decided one day I was like, I'm going to do this and then I'll figure it out as I go. So, um, then around, probably around that time I discovered the habit and was, uh, following you guys, followed all the coaches, listened to the podcast, like in two weeks or something, and then uh, (laughs) just fell in love with the habit, honestly, as a company. I thought, I was like, gosh, if I can finish my certification and actually work for this company, that would be a dream come true. I was like, this would be perfect. And yeah, uh, (laughs) truly my thoughts. And I got it done, I think, probably in like two months because I was so pumped to do it and was so ready to be done with my um, accounting job. And I think maybe... I don't remember the exact time frame, but it was about this time last year. I messaged you, Zan, on Instagram or something, and I was like, are you guys hiring? Because I just finished my certification. I love to have it, blah, blah, blah. And um, and then that's when you said you had just hired, I think, Kristen and Stephanie, um, and that you were hiring later on in the year. And I was like, okay, cool. That's great. Um, and so then in June, I got engaged. And so I was like, oh, gosh, okay, now I'm planning a wedding. Going to completely change careers and uh, kind of just see how this goes. And it all happened really well. And it was just honestly just answered prayers left and right because I was so excited to first of all be getting married to Jack and then being able to work for a company that I love so much and changing my career to something that I love. So it was it was great. But yeah, I just love what the habit might as well do for. it all. At I was the same about to time. say just do it all at <laughs> yeah, once. I was like, apparently, yeah. <laughs> that's our yeah. I was like, this is literally <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was like, this is my opportunity. I'm not going to let it pass me up, which I had that thought a lot. I was like, oh, this is too much. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. And I was like, Morgan, if you don't do it, you're going to regret it. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: glad I did because it's worked out. I mean, it's wild. They expect us in college to pick our careers. I mean, I I mean, those who do know, like I was so envious of them. I'm like, God, you already know what you want to do the rest of your life. I'm like, I can't even think about what I want to eat tomorrow like I have no idea and so you hear that all the time though you know you pursue a certain career you put in so many years you don't want it to like necessarily go to waste but then you realize you are so not happy and not passionate about it but yeah that's what you get for making an 18 year old choose what they want to do I mean yeah I just I've never really understood that part but yeah. yeah I mean life leads you where you're supposed to be so now you're here you've right. been with us since yeah. December, December officially yeah. December 21 like six I mm-hmm. know it seems a lot longer kind of actually but yeah yes.
2: I think it's because I've stuck the habit for probably a year and a half at this point so like I've yeah been I've been
0: communicating <laughs> with you for like a year but officially with yep. the habit for like six months yeah yep. you I could just tell how eager you were and I like I literally, like, starred your email, and I was like, okay, next time I have to hire someone because the demand is there, like, this is my girl, like, I just knew it, yes. and so, yeah, I remember reaching out yeah. to you, and you were so excited, yep. and so. Yeah. Yes, I was pumped. Yeah. Um, Champagne, you have a great, you know, story as to how you got, um, ended up with The Habit as well, so. Yeah. How, um yeah, how did yours pan out? Yeah,
1: um, so starting with where I'm at right now, well, kind of wrapping up. So I, Morgan, you and I actually had kind of an opposite college experience. So I actually started out as an architecture major, um, and I got into, I finished my sophomore year in college, and I was just like, I don't want to do this. I was in urban planning architecture, I was like, this sounds so miserable to do the rest of my life. I want to switch my major, um, and I want to switch it to education. And I actually talked to my parents about it, and they were like, No, you're not doing that. And so I went, <laughs> I went another semester, and like two weeks into that semester, I went and met with an education, um, oh gosh, what advisor. And I was like, okay, how do I go about this? And I, like, made this whole plan, and I sat my parents down. I was like, I want to do this. Like, I don't want to be in architecture. Um, And they said yes. So I actually switched my major halfway through my junior year. Um, Wow. Yeah, it made me go one extra year. But um, the last semester, you're student teaching anyway. So I really only went an extra semester at A&M. And then I was home student teaching. Um, but I was super passionate about it. I like when I got into education, I was like, this is so fun. This is where I want to be when I graduate. Honestly, when I student taught, too, I absolutely loved it. Um, and then I just happened to get in at COVID. Um, so my student teaching semester was spring of 2020. So I was there for two and a half months and then we got sent home for spring break and never came back because of COVID. Um, and then my first year doing a virtual, um, half and then in-person half was, was trying, but I was just like, okay, that was really hard. Let's give it another year. Um, And this year absolutely put me on my butt. I am so burnt out. Um, That passion just like quickly. I guess not my passion still there, but my ability to be able to do it is not. Um, Teachers are just overworked, underpaid, disrespected to our face. And I kind of was like, I'm done with this. I don't, I don't deserve this. And like, I'm tired of being treated like a child. So I knew that I needed to get out because I eventually kind of stopped liking the person I was becoming. Um, And Morgan and I've actually talked about this with my wedding coming up. Like I, I've just been struggling. I like have been so focused on just getting work out of the way that my, like, nutrition and my workouts have just been put on the complete back burner because I don't have the mental capability to do it. And waking up at 5 a.m., I'm just, I just, it, I, I couldn't do it. Um, So that was when I realized, I'm like, this is not who I am. I love working out. I like, like, my nutrition. I like having a routine, and I can't do that. So I was just kind of trying to figure out what to do. And so now I'll backtrack a little bit more. So I was a client of The Habit in February of 2021. I was with Paige and she was amazing. Like I, my parents and my fiance, you literally couldn't get me to shut up about The Habit. Like (laughs) I'm sure they were like, you've said this. Five thousand times can you just stop (laughs) but I won it um and so that just made me excited and um I told myself I was like I'm gonna get my like nutrition certification not until next summer though because I don't have time to do it now um and then come summer of 2021 Paige asked me to be on the um and actually a week before she asked me to be on the podcast I emailed Zan and I was like hey I like love the habit so much if you have any part-time things that you want to give me like I just want to help and this was before I even thought about being a coach I like just genuinely loved the habit so much I was like I want to do something um and then it I happened to get invited on the podcast, and so I was like, okay, network time. I remember I was (laughs) so nervous to meet you because I also I was excited. It's like your interview. (laughs) Well, I was excited, but I also was like, is this awkward? Like, I straight up just emailed this girl. Like, I don't know. I was uncomfortable, but it was so natural and, like, fun. So at, at the, I don't know, end or beginning of the podcast, I was like, oh, Zan, like, that girl that emailed you, like, That was me, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is so funny, and you were like, oh my gosh, yeah, Yeah. Um, so I ended up taking over the social media for a while, and that's how I just got to know the coaches, Um, and then one day, I was still convinced that I was going to wait for my nutrition certification for the next summer, but one day, I was like, I'm just going to look up, I also did precision nutrition, I'm just going to look up, like, what is this thing? And I noticed that their signups like started in three days. And so I was like, Mm. I'm doing it. It was meant to be. I, I mean, honestly, it was really cool actually. Um, and I just didn't think I was like, I'm doing it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm doing it. I literally just started my second year of teaching a month ago, but (laughs) whatever. um, I and I did it and I did it while I was teaching which did not help with the burnout but you know you got to do what you got to do um, and it was awesome I I genuinely loved studying at night and just like reading and learning more because I was so interested in it that I knew it wasn't going to be a chore for me I knew it was going to be fun um, and something I could look forward to I didn't tell Zan I didn't tell anyone I was like just just do this like with no expectations and then i got i'm the type of person if i have an idea i cannot like sit on it i have to act and <laughs> right sometimes so are
0: you horrible with surprises um
1: i'm horrible like actually i'm kind of good with them i don't know i think it's if i have a like a vision i i need to do it like right then and there i'm so bad about waiting mm. about it um so eventually I I talked to like my mom my sister my fiance and I was like should I text her should I not should I wait until I'm done or should I do it now (laughs) um and eventually I just I just texted Zan and I was like hey I'm actually going through like my certification right now I would love the opportunity if you're looking to hire someone like um just want to put myself out there like And then you, you replied and you're like, yeah, let me know whenever you're done. Um, and that, I think I got the program done like a month before I planned on it because when you said, (laughs) let me know when you were done, I went into (sighs) just like, I just started going so fast. I was like, okay, let's get this. Um, and then, but let's see, I came on in March. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I trained you in February.
1: Um, But it was just, I mean, it's been really cool to come from the client side to the coaching side. Um, Definitely, like, a unique path to get here, but it's been so fun, and I, like, wouldn't have it any other way. It's just been cool.
0: I love that you are a client turned coach and your coach was Paige and she had the same mm-hmm. story. I thought that was always a really, really cute yeah. like connection and I love it. And I loved that about you though just because you – truly can relate to your clients so much more than maybe any one of us. I mean, I will fully admit, I have never had my own coach before. I'm kind of more self-taught. I mean, my like coaches at CrossFit would help me, you know, but like never that one on one coach experience. And so for you to come from that side, you know, to now this side, I mean, you're going to be able to relate to so many clients who, you know, may be really apprehensive at first too and like scared to dive into this. So... I think it's a really good but positive thing about you. Yeah. For sure. It's been fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. And I know when you told me that, I was like, yes, okay, <laughs> I love her, I trust her. Um, I'm not obviously going to dive too much into it, but moving forward, I will never hire someone I don't trust ever again. I learned my lesson. And yes, you were already a part of the team with social media. And I was like, I have no issues with this one. So well, I appreciate that. It's <laughs> a good point. I was, yes, you were yes. a
2: client and social media and then now coach. I'm like,
1: exactly. Just the habit
2: all around, like, well rounded. Get your yes.
1: foot in the door and then start yeah. But I didn't even really have that in yeah. mind until it was like all right. within a week it was just like a whirlwind of like let's just yeah. see what can happen and here I am yeah. here we
2: are right. and another thing I was gonna add um, whenever I was like going through the precision nutrition certification I remember thinking okay if I like do I want to actually like do my own coaching business or do I want to like, work for a company like The Habit, like, what if I don't get hired by them, they're not hiring, or something like that, and that was one of the biggest, like, like, the scariest part of it was, like, oh, gosh, like, I'm, what if I have to do this on my own, I'm really nervous, like, starting a business, and just completely going from accounting to nutrition is such a switch, and so the fact that I did get hired on The Habit, I was, like, oh, thank the Lord, they've already, you know, got all the hard stuff figured out. Like I just have like to be a coach. And so I get to do like the part that I really want to do, not all the, you know, back end making trackers and uh, figuring out yep. all the onboarding, like that's already done. And I was so happy. to that's my have job. That out of the way. Yes. Thank you, Zen. I'm very grateful for
0: that. No, and I totally, totally understand that. It's freaking scary. It's a huge leap of faith, but I always knew I wanted a team. I never had the intention of being an individual coach. That's just not how I thrive. I love, like, not that I don't trust my own decisions by intuition, but I like bouncing ideas off of you guys. That's the best part about the habit in all of us. We come from so many different walks of life, and one thing that I may think is beneficial to the, you know, or – to the company, you guys have straight up told me no. And I love that, though, because, you know, it is, like, open feedback here. And truly, like, I was just telling Coach Mary this the other day, is, like, I have the team that I've always dreamt of. I love every single one of you guys. We all get along. Everyone is loyal and passionate. And yeah, I'm just like, seriously, like 2022, I'm so much happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, it's
1: true. And Kristen,
0: you know, like, even though you are going to be leaving teaching, it's still in a way like you're still in education. So I still feel like you were meant to be, you know, in that realm, but it's just a different topic mm-hmm. because you really are. You're going to be educating and supporting so many women, you know, in the future. And so, um, not that your parents haven't accepted your choice by now, but if you ever needed to throw that in their face, there you go. It's basically the same yeah. thing. No, they're, they're <laughs> so happy in for education. me.
1: They're like, oh, oh. they've they've just seen the like switch from where I was to where I'm like headed. And they're really happy about that. And that actually was one of the first thing that we like talked about is I, I still get to teach and I still get to do that aspect. I love I just get to do it in a more healthy manner, pun intended, like mm-hmm. um, yeah. so <laughs> it's
0: beneficial all around, which is really fun. Um, okay, two more questions and we'll kind of go through these, um, a little quicker. But, um, basically, you know, sometimes our clients look at us like we, we got it all figured out. We know exactly what we're doing at this point. We have years of experience, but so not true. We're human too. We have difficulties. And so I always like to, you know, hear from you guys, you know, what is something that you're still working on personally that something, you know, maybe a client could relate to. Morgan, what about you?
2: Um, I honestly answered this with kind of everything, to be honest. Like, I just, I'd never have it like all figured out. There's things that I still struggle with, like on like weekends or, um, you know, seeing the scale go up or, um, you know, trying to choose healthier habits over t- tempting ones or something like that. Um, but for right now, like in this moment, I would say mainly just, you know, sticking to maintenance and, not letting like like i said the scale like affect my day or my feelings or emotions or anything like that and then just like truly trusting the process. Um i will say i Kristen and i have talked about this a little bit like whenever you get into this position of being a coach and you know giving educating these women on you know their nutrition things like that working out um movement throughout the day it makes it really easy for you to do it. At least for me um, I just, you know, it motivates me seeing someone just doing so well in maintenance. Um, and then I'm like, okay, she's killing it. I, you know, I got to like get after it too. Um, I actually had a client, uh, this past Thursday, I think, and I did her check-in and she's in maintenance and she's just done so, so well and is eating way over two, two thousand calories. And I'm just like, Dang, I want to like I want to be like you. That's fantastic, and she's feeling good yeah. and so happy and just like thriving. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. okay. I, I wrote in her check, and I was like, you've inspired me. I'm going to the gym now because <laughs> it it did. I was like, this is awesome. So, yeah.
0: yeah, it's like we truly do get a daily reminder when we interact with our clients. You know, it puts us in check sometimes because we struggle with the same things. None of us coaches can say when that scale goes up, we don't have that very quick maybe fleeting thought of shit. I did not like seeing that we're human too. And so it's just a matter of how we kind of work through it. And it's more of how we react to it. How does it affect the rest of our day? And I love that you did kind of touch on, um, you know, slightly with your struggles um, being in maintenance, because that is going to be an episode later on in the season. We're going to have three different coaches who are in three different phases of tracking and kind of just talk to you guys about our personal experiences, just so that you guys can see we're human too. But that's more to come (sighs) later on in the season. Um, champagne, what about you? What's something that you are personally like working on right now?
1: Yeah. Um, so I touched on this a little bit earlier, but, um, so Morgan just got married in, uh, March and then right March. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I am getting married in July. So we kind of bonded over this similar life stage and we've kind of been each other's accountability partners throughout that, which has been really fun, um, But it's really helped having an accountability partner. I don't think I would be, and I mean, I'm still struggling. Like I said earlier, I like am so drained from work that really my goals have been put on the back burner. And I'm fine with that. I just adapted my goal. I changed my goals um, because I know that in order to like what the aesthetics I had in place, like in my mind a few months ago, I would have to just like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine trying to get there right now. It's just not attainable. I would not be a functioning human. Um, But... Being consistent, going to the gym, and showing up for myself because I'm my job is to show up for others. That I just I'm struggling showing up for myself. Um, so uh, honestly, yeah, just like you know, putting uh, putting what I say to my clients into action for me, and it's helpful when I'm telling them I'm like kind of also telling myself that. Um, <laughs> I have probably I've intuitively eat it or I haven't tracked probably I didn't track for like eight months and that was fine for me I lost some muscle during it that I'm realizing now within my cut but I mean it's fine I'm just doing what I got to do right now um that's where I'm struggling right now. It's the last week of school, yeah. so I'm almost there. I'm just trying to make it almost there. I know, yes. I'm just trying to make it, and then <laughs> and then
2: San Diego.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then San Diego. Yes, and then San Diego.
2: <laughs> That's what I told her it's in her check-in because Krista and I do it. did the check-ins. I was like, yeah, it's so close, San Diego, and then your wedding. Just keep thinking of you know, that. Keep like, thinking of that. Yes. So
0: many exciting things <laughs> yeah. to come. Yeah. Yes. But what I really love about what you said is that you've been realistic with yourself, right? Like you had set these goals maybe a few months ago about the way that you want to look, the way you want to feel like on your wedding day. And you realize just with how insane your life is right now, it may not be realistic. And if you continue to pressure yourself into trying to reach those goals, you would completely wipe yourself out, even more so physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. So you being able to like take a step back and realize that, and yeah, it may, some of your goals may be on the back burner right now, but the end is near, right? In a week, you're going to have so much freedom mm-hmm. and you still have so much time before your wedding mm-hmm. to feel, to look amazing. And that's so, so important for clients to know as well is that you got to meet yourself where you're at, look at your environment, your current situation and set realistic goals. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to set yourself up for failure and disappointment. And, you know, obviously we never want anyone to experience that. Yeah. But well, yeah, and then we. I'm so excited for San Diego. I can't get over it. <laughs> Me too. It's like
1: all that I'm so thinking of right
0: now. <laughs> I, I do, know I to do have
2: to I say, like, I'm a little. Oh, go ahead. What? I no, was go just going to say, I'm, I'm just slightly nervous because I've never flown by myself. So this is the first
0: time. <gasps> really? Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: I've always flown with someone. I've always. I either had my husband, and, or he's my boyfriend at the time, or my cousin, or something like that. I've never flown by myself, so I'm gonna try not to my get god, lost in an airport. It is, yeah, it well, can I, be. I think yeah, it can be. Like once I got back from, yeah, from uh, Mexico and just like going through all the steps of like going out of the country, that kind of thing with the passport and all that, I'm like, oh, this should be a breeze. I just have to, you know, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. in the United States, it'll I'll be, be fine. But oh my and god, and then Stephanie will get there right when I get there, so I'm like. Thank the Lord. Yay. So,
0: yes. Oh um oh shoot, in college my parents just stuck me on a plane and was like, hey, good luck." That was my first experience. <laughs> I was like, "All right. Let's go."
2: <laughs> but I'm, I'm from a podunk like 90. town in a in rural Oklahoma. We didn't even like have an airport within like 300 miles probably.
0: <laughs> so, oh my god, that's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah.
2: We had like a tiny airport, but like it was like private plane like people yeah. that I don't even know. It, it like could hold yeah. two people or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: But it's yeah, it's gonna Plain be great. Was- I was just thinking, you two and um, Carly are the only ones that I haven't met in person, so it's gonna be so much yeah. fun. I know.
1: Yeah, it's so it's weird awesome. because we talk. I feel all like the I time. know you guys so yeah. well. That it, I know. It's funny to think about that. I've only met Mary in person. And that's it. So that's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's so well. crazy. Well, I just feel like, I mean, you've been coaching for such a short period of time, but you've been with, like, the habit, talking to our yeah. team for so long, even longer than Morgan. Right. So yeah. sometimes yeah. I actually forget Morgan became a coach before mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. but. I know.
2: I kind of feel that way, too. I'm like, Kristen has been here. I think of, like, me and Carly being new, and, like, Kristen, I just feel like Kristen's been here since I've been here, like you said. Yeah. And so I'm like, i oh, still
0: feel now. she has got
2: it. She knows what she do.
0: It is. She just wiggled her way in.
1: <laughs> I found my in, and I took it. I actually, it was, I started in July, so I've, like, very, very beginning, but we talked in June, so I've
0: actually almost been with y'all for a year,
1: which is so fun.
0: That's true. Oh my gosh, that is. Wow. We're going to be celebrating a lot of one-year anniversaries this year. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Well, ladies, let's wrap it up there. Um, It was so awesome to getting to know you guys a little bit more. I actually learned some things that I didn't even know. So um, can't wait to actually meet you guys in person. And um, what you guys have to look forward to on the next episode, you got Kristen Kraft, so the other Kristen, Steph and Carly. They're going to be on the mic chatting about why we get hangry, you know, some are my favorite term (laughs) or if I'm like snippy to someone I like to blame it on that but they're just going to dive a little bit deeper into that whole concept and um yeah it'll be a good one but thanks again for joining us and we'll see you on the next one